Because as a child, he found his father leaving a nickel under his pillow, Newton Snookers, a student of dentistry, secretly devotes his life to giving coins to those whose teeth fall out of their mouths. The office of Dr. Nelson C. Armadingo, my former place of employment and former Tooth Fairy headquarters. Good morning, Nurse Durkin. Good morning, Dr. Armadingo. Has my ham come in yet? What are you talking about, Doctor? My bowling team won Friday night. You tell me that. My good playing made it possible, and so my team is having a bronze casting made of my entire ham. No, it didn't come in yet. Well, when it does... I'll let you know. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Nurse Durkin. I said good morning... Didn't you quit? Uh, That's correct. But I had to come in for some belongings and an important interview, if that's all right. Yeah. Is uh, this the office of a Newton Snookers? I'm Mr. Snookers. Yeah, I'm from the uh, Daily Blotter. Oh, yes. Is the doctor in his office? Yeah. Uh, This way, sir. Right. What's the uh, big story? Dr. Armadingo, stop the music, Raul. Right. Uh, Doctor, I have an important announcement to make. All right. I, Newton J. Snookers, America's beloved tooth fairy, regretfully... <laughs> Doctor, could you hold the rinsing until I finish with my announcement? Hold the uh, rinsing, Mr. Garnish. I regretfully announce that I'm quitting as America's beloved tooth fairy. Doctor, your hand just came in. Whoopee! Hit it, Raoul! What hand came in? His bronze hand. Did you hear my announcement, Mr. Reporter? What bronze hand? He won the championship for his bowling team. See, I'm quitting as the tooth fairy. Wow! What a story! Sure it is. That's why I called you in the morning. Hey, Doc, how did you do it? Well, it was the last frame, and I picked up the ball, and I heard it. Let's go into another room, Doc. I can't hear. Can I play something for you? This isn't happening to me. All right. This isn't happening to me. This I don't believe is... this. All right. I don't believe this. No, no, I don't believe it anymore. Will you stop it? All right. Will you stop it? Oh, will you stop it? I want to stop it right now. Wednesday, 4.15 p.m. I enter the offices of the Daily Blotter, the very same newspaper in which I once announced my Tooth Fairy headquarters. May I help you? I'd like to run an ad in your newspaper. How much space do you need? Well, right now I'm living in a small apartment. How much space for the ad? Oh, well, it's an important announcement, so I'll need a lot of space. How much? Can I buy a full page? A full page ad will cost you 79 cents. Gee, that's awful cheap for a newspaper ad. Not for this rag. Maybe you're mistaken about the rates. If a mistake was made, you made it walking in here in the first place. One page, 79 cents. How much for a two-page ad? A dollar forty. But can I give you some advice? Yes. For 20 bucks, you can buy the whole newspaper, including the building you're standing in and a gas station in Agadoches. Okay, make it a full-page ad. You saw the gas station. What do you want to say? Important announcement. As America's beloved tooth fairy, I regretfully announce my resignation to the entire world. That's it? That's it. This is your ad? That, that's my ad. Want me to save you 74 cents? Sure. See those steps? Well, they go to the roof of this building. When you get up there, give George a nickel and tell him you got an announcement to make. Okay. What kind of announcement? Well, I'm resigning, see, as America's beloved. No, no, I mean, is it a happy one or a sad one? It's a sad one, I think. Oh, okay. Attention, everyone! We've got a sad announcement coming up. Okay, stand right on the edge and talk good and loud. Right. Attention, everyone! This is the Tooth Fairy. I'm resigning. Where's your nickel? Here you are. 
Okay, now you can go back down the way you came up. Will that reach a lot of people shouting? Sonny, shouting from the rooftops reaches twice as many people as a newspaper. How many people does the newspaper reach? Hey, you see that kid on the corner selling papers? Yes. That's it. Okay, thank you. Hey. Yeah? Want to buy a gas station? Greetings, radio listeners. We've just listened to a track from The Tooth Fairy, and now it's time for Oob Room number five, Oob Radio Salon, episode number 704, featuring live remote special guests Austin Rich, Molly Vickart, Heather Zykowski, Univac, and Aurora Josephson, along with Pixie and Das, with noise and musical accompaniment from the Chakra Chimp Research Kitchens. We are broadcasting live via DFM Radio Television International, dfm.nu. Join us on the radio chat on dfm.nu. Click the web chat link to join the live chat. We now begin our scheduled broadcast. And I think it's starting off with a bunch of acapella music, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. That's how it goes. That's what we're supposed to do with it. Yeah. Is this right? Yeah, got that beat going. Well, also, you know, like speaking in negative land, we were talking about earlier. Have you guys heard the 180 DGs to the future? Right. Negative land album. In acapella. All in acapella, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's brilliant. There's a residence one, too, right? They did a residence one as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Minnick is his name? No, he's like a acapella group in Chicago, I think. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, Maybe that's the manager. I just remember all the acapella that seemed to be popular in what was it the eighties? There's that one band that did was it was it the nineties? With the na na hey hey kiss and goodbye. Like who was the band who did that? Mm. No, they were so popular. I have to consult the guide for that. It was not Eskimo, but there was another band who did noise and barbershop trio. That sounds fantastic. I love that. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Acapella, barbershop trio, and then noise. Wow. How yeah. is it? That's interesting. Noise music, acapella, noise music. <laughs> sort of like noise beatboxing. Noise and beatboxing. Noise and we should do that. Let's do an acapella noise band. I right think that now. sounds perfect. I think we just did. Beautiful. Count me in. For the next 30 seconds. I don't know anything about a stick of spruce. A okay, stick so of spruce, nor of a stick of spruce. Because spruce, spruce is a large coniferous evergreen which can grow over 300 feet tall and live over 700 years. But the problem is they're extremely flammable. So they usually, the forest will burn down completely to the ground every 150 to 300 years. You know why they're 
are so flammable is because that's where you get a stick of butter. And so when it gets really hot, butter melts and they get really, really flammable, so they just burn up. Is that the stick yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a stick of butter. It doesn't have pine cones like a regular spruce. Instead, it has sticks of butter. Yeah, so that's obviously not what I have next door that's always putting pine cones on my patio. Because if it were sticks of butter, you can believe I'd be out there with a net catching them. Yeah, but the problem is it would just coat your entire yard and your house and your car and your roof. No, that's true, that's true. You know, it would just be too much butter. Too much butter. I never thought I would agree that there was such a thing as too much butter. But you have me, you have me on this one. At that point, you get out in your house on cleaning products and you just start mixing things up and you can get that butter be right off of all those scoops from tomatoes. Does and the weatherman does. The weatherman What's makes this What's your favorite household product? Yeah. I've got some strong opinions about household cleaning products. How many people do the thing where you look at the like organic and the great food, sewer system, pets can lick them, and then you you have a bunch of those, and then you also have bleach. Right. Windex. You need a strong bleach. You need a strong bleach. You need a strong bleach for the porcelain tub. Yes, Aurora and the porcelain sink. I am right. completely with you. It's, it's the only thing that gets the stone layer out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really does. A lot of times, it's where it's by the 409, and, 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 and I do use 409 occasionally for other things. But when it comes to that porcelain sink, like I'm in there with a toothbrush and bleach, like there is nothing. Oh, so I've got yeah. my spray bottle with the bleach solution. You just spray at those coffee stains. You know, you can mix Fantastic and 409 together. Mix ammonia and bleach. No, don't do it will create yeah. a terrible tax toxic. What, what, what's cool is when you gas. do that, you put a balloon over the top and the gases that escape, and then you tie it off, and then you hand it to your friend and you put a lighter under it. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I'm, you should totally try it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no safety what happened? on this show. It blows what up happened? with toxic gas, and the guy pretty much his face and, you know, immediately just disintegrates. <laughs> You know, make sure it's not your good, good friend. You might want to do, you know, maybe enemy or frenemy, maybe. Mm, not in the acquaintance category, necessarily. Random person. Yeah, that would work. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It sort of makes it look like he's melted a little bit. Yeah. This could be how you get out of uh, having to work at the 4-H fair. Yeah. You know, goats also do put out their fair share of pretty um, toxic gas as well. I thought they do. <laughs> I, yeah, I always try to get out of having to go to do that kind of work, so I don't know as much about goats as I'd like. But, but you know, personally, I, I would, I think that uh, playing around with the, uh, the poisonous gases might be fun. Yeah, if you put rubber pants on them, and then you can collect all of the methane that comes out, and then if you take that methane, you can then convert it into energy and make a little Tesla coil zap, like that's on their horns. So you're saying combine <clears throat> hobbies? You can combine yeah, oh, totally. The, Okay, got it, got it. Like That's this. a lot. Yeah, it's, you know, electricity generation plus 4-H. So, yes. you know, yeah. I think Tesla would approve of that, actually. I think so. Yeah. And the whole notion of show goats is really appealing. Mm. I love the idea of show goats. 100%. I also like that it sounds like show boats. So I think it's a little I bit like goats. they decorated up like floats. Line and goats. And they get yeah. their nails done. I, Speaking, oh, of, I, I, I show them with the ears. Speaking of the 
Speaking of goats, Alistair Crowley referred to himself as this beast 666. I've heard that. Uh-huh. He's sometimes represented as a goat. True. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I wear goat coats. And, you know, I, whenever I'm hanging out with Alistair Crowley, well, you gotta wonder, you know, it I mean, makes him so upset. Yeah, he was a fantastic mountain climber. I don't know if he would have seen the spruce because the spruce goes only from Alaska to Fort Bragg, interestingly enough, where I am right now. So it goes well, you know, like, all the way through Canada, all the way down. But it only goes 50 miles in. Did he live in San Francisco for quite some time?
gonna go get some stick of butter deep fried mm -hmm. and um, probably some, uh, I don't know, goat milk cheese. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna slather that on some vegetables because you gotta offset, you know, what I'm saying. They, they may have boots for your cats, too. They, they might, indeed. I might be there with my table set oh, up. Oh, you have a crafting Can table. Can you Oh, of course. You, yeah, I'll get a booth at the fair. <laughs> You're gonna knit your table? I'm gonna knit the table as well, yes. Uh -huh. That's pretty rad. That's, that's, that's dedication. So by default, it won. Yeah, yeah. But but in, in my version of this, I would like to have seen all sorts of pets, and not just the kind of awesome pets. You know, so like it's like Gila like, monsters and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I would like to see an elephant in a nice tailored suit. You know, Whoa. You know, or so Jackson's what? chameleon eating crickets. Yes. Badger in its. But the crickets are the ones that are actually dressed up as little like a Lewis Carroll character. Right. Yeah, a little diorama for them. Yeah, and then and then the uh, the chameleon is actually dressed up as a Cheshire cat, so it's sort of you know tie it all together in a weird way. <laughs> like that, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, you see so much great stuff at the state fair, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You see a pangolin in a ball gown. Oh man, I would pay money for that. Which is also like that's an amazing Smith song. You, mm. you just got to admit, pangolin. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that that Smith song that was the B side of that really obscure um, uh, track. It was only released on uh, Plexi Disc, right. Enemy Enemy Magazine, I think. Yeah, the New yeah. Zealand version. Yeah. Right, right, dude, that's amazing. You even know about that. Well, you know, I took a deep dive yeah. while I was <laughs> making the boots for my cats. You know, well, how to keep my mind occupied as well as my hands. hands. You can't just sit there quietly all the time. I mean, no, I certainly can't. My old band did a knock. Isn't that when you came out with that T-shirt? That T-shirt had a pangolin that was in a, in a sweater. So it's a ball gown. Sorry. Which is no, it's a, that's the I, irony I, I of it though. The other side on the, the but on the T-shirt and on the cover of the album, the pangolin was wearing a sweater. Right. But the Underneath song is it that it's in a ball gown. gown. Right. Like I mean, it, that it was mastery. It was poking a tiny bit of the lace out. Like, dude, that's totally it. I know. We know you're gonna do it. You feel. Yep. Yeah, because on the runway, we know what happened that sweater, which was fall damage. Yeah, I think they had a plan for a gatefold release, and inside it was going to reveal the, uh, you know, full-on, you know, Pangolin Monty. Yes, yep. Yeah. yep, it was. I mean, I'm not sure they would have been allowed to import that I'm to the so U.S., bummed. really. Yeah, I'm so bummed that I mean, that. Yeah, we've got those laws and everything. they do paper Dress a pangolin up as a goat. You could, and or then, dress a goat yeah. up as a pangolin. Oh my gosh, that would see some thirteen-year-old girls like ah, she's in the audience listening right now. She is. She's right. gonna win this year in whatever state fair she's in because she's gonna dress her goat up as a pangolin. I'm so excited for her. She's gonna get the blue ribbon. Right. Congratulations ahead of time, whoever you are. Absolutely, yeah. I'm best of luck to you. The WPA actually made 52 paragraphs. Wow, 52. Oh, the WPA created 52? 
all across the United yeah, States? they created them from scratch. Wow. Fifty-two of them. That's amazing. Do they have to cut down a bunch of uh, Sitka trees? One in each state. Somebody's got to tell me on the East Coast what the WPA is. Executive Order 7034, the Works Project Progress Administration. Really? No, that's on the East Coast as well, huh? I live under a rock. Yeah, yeah. Get people back to work. It employed 8.5 million Americans at a time when unemployment was 20%. Yeah, we need another plan to bring people back to work after the crash. Yeah, we need another one. We need 29,000 bridges. 29,000 bridges. Bridges, roads. Terrifying amount of bridges. Oh, and all kinds of stuff. 280,000 miles of road. Mount Hood, Big Lodge on Mount Hood. That's right. That's true. They made the Capitol building in Salem, too. They did. Indeed. And the Bonneville Dam. Bonneville Dam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love to talk about that and It's pretty cool, it's yeah, really, the gold man and everything, like, it's a neat I love the gold man, it's so over the top, you're just like, what is he doing here? Yeah, Who is like, the gold man? I'll, I'll, I'll send you a photo, he's atop the uh, Capitol building here in Salem, and it's like very kind of like, you know, 20s futurist style gold statue on the top. Isn't he using a manual typewriter, he's standing there, like, using he should a manual be. typewriter? He should, yeah. Yeah, he, he really Most should statues be. are. are. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a beautiful, uh, it, but yeah, it's it's very out of place because like the, the design of the whole building and the, and the statue and whatnot is like very evocative of like you know architecture, and then the rest of the town is not. <laughs> wow. So they just like okay, we're gonna have these high hopes for this town. Oh, well, <clears throat> let's go to the next town and see if we can build another. Yeah, you can't build any higher than the, the Capitol building is one of our local laws. So oh. Every building oh, in town. And they calculated that they're like. How high should we make it? Yeah, so it's a very, it's a very, um, it's so, so nothing can be as spectacular and therefore as much. <laughs> yeah, that's to outshine the gold man. How, is it as tall as a Sitka spruce? Uh, I bet those things can get bigger. I don't know, I think they're <laughs> taller. Over 300 feet tall, so 300 or 350, I think, is the tallest they found. Wait, how? Right, oh, that's a lot of bugs. That's a lot of butter. Yeah, that's a crazy lot of butter. Dripping butter. One of my favorite WPA projects is the uh, theater uh, project that they uh, initiated. By oh, Street. yeah. Uh, so that was done the arm of, so there was this thing called the, um, where is it? It was the, the Federal Theater Project. They, there we go. And staff at their peak. 12,700. <laughs> And they presented more than a thousand performances. Yeah, and I just like to imagine like the thousand because you, you know they weren't all plays that were written beforehand, so like people had to rush some stuff to. Yeah, they stage. produced twelve hundred plays, twelve hundred <laughs> plays, and they, they performed for over a million people. Yeah, yeah. So, I, and, and that's it, in just four it, years. In four years. Did they have any acapella accompaniment to any of these plays? <laughs> oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, now, there's a good movie about this called uh, Cradle and Rock. Uh, oh, um, wow. They dramatized some of the play *The Cradle of Rock*, which was written as part of this uh, WPA project. But it, it, it's an amazing movie with like Bill Murray and the Tenacious D gents in it, and um, very under. Um, wow. 
Yeah, you know, there's that, that, that famous Billy Idol song, too. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was all yeah. about that whole, that whole thing, too. Writing on manual typewriters. Yeah. Right, sure. totally. You know, Doss is, is dancing in the background there, and I think he's using a cybernetic leg. Really? Well, he might well be. Those. I don't know who signed up for that. <clears throat> yeah, how are that you was working? Pretty it looked cool. like they were working great. Yeah, I mean, he was doing some awesome well. dance moves. I've been curious about it, but it, I mean, is the technology ready? Because, like, it's a big commitment. If Doss would dance, then I would say we're probably dead. I think the first thing he got was the hair implants. And those are, like, smart hair, you know, so he can, like, make it do whatever he wants to do. Walks out the door and he's like, I don't know, what can I do? Do I want to I am a hawk. That's cool. I don't know, just do it. So, he can interface into his car with it. That's nice. Yeah. I didn't get to go for the smart hair because I couldn't quite afford it. So, I went for like the hair that just kind of did okay on the SAT. Oh, yeah. It's the mediocre hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, like it got into a state school, you know? Yeah. Okay. State it, it's schools passable. are good. Yeah. State schools should are good. be proud of itself. That's it's right. Work hard and, and accomplish this particular. Some of its best teachers were at state schools. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's just not genius level. Yeah. yeah. Are you, are you embarrassed about this, Austin? Is this something that you. This is like you're admitting this for the first time now? I mean, I mean I've, I've always had a little bit of shame about my hair. Uh, You've been living with this for a very long time. You should share it. You should let us all know about it. But, but the, the, the shame mostly comes from uh, uh, not knowing uh, which product to use. Oh, it's an ongoing struggle. To, yeah. to remove your hair or to groom your hair? Um, kind of both, really. Because, you know, you you know if you're so dissatisfied, if you're terribly dissatisfied, you can always just remove it. Oh, like completely, you mean? Right. You could. And then just that is replace an option. it. Yeah, you could just go to the store and just, you know, five-finger discount one. Just kind of go home and try them out. And, and there's all these wigs and things like that. Oh, there's whole stores full of wigs. There are yeah. definitely stores wigs. full of wigs. Full wigs and household products, I bet. So what you're saying is it's like a chunk. I've been growing my own hair. When I can yeah. just have someone else do it. You can. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. To live the future. Or the past, I think. Or the past. It could be any color long. you want. Well, the wig thing is more the past technology, but having someone grow hair for you. Mm. And, and integrating the smart technology, too. Exactly. That's kind of the future yeah. of it. Yeah. So if you go have any hairstyle with your smart hair, what would you do? I have enough trouble with the hair I have. Smart hair would probably Yeah, but think smart. about it. So, Molly, you could have, like, new hair, and you could do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Any press color, press shape, yeah. length. You press a button, you get a double lock. You press another button, you get a That'd be great. See, I've heard that the smart hair is so smart, you don't even need to press buttons anymore. You just really? think about what you want it to do, and it does it. Nice. Totally makes so, sense. It's right it's sitting there right on your brain anyway. Right, Why because not? it's a cybernetic implant. You just need to think about it. I think you would I would love to have a beehive. It would be pretty embarrassing, though, if you're sitting in class, you're sitting at work or whatever, and all of a sudden your brain just sort of has a brain fart, and your hair just goes completely like bonkers for, you know, the next hour. And you're like, sorry, I'm having a really bad smart hair. Yeah. That, that yeah, is true, because it can do any hair. style, so it can probably do, like, really tangled and sweaty, like you just worked out or something, yeah. which you and, don't like, want to have to get your next really, that. Yeah, really tight cornrows, and, like, you, you know, it's stretching your face. You're like, ow, that really hurts. It's embarrassing sometimes in school when uh, I'd accidentally, like, get a weird haircut. Just, 
Yeah, you can't walk into the chalkboard with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, you don't want anyone to see your uh, haircut. Yeah. You know that. Honestly, that is probably one of the things that I'm still embarrassed about is that when I was a child, my mom constantly made me and my sister have our hair permed. Wow, that looked bad. I'm so sorry. we were and the smell. little. Oh, the smell was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> and this was also done by a hairdresser who was not very good at what they did. So not only was it a perm, it was a bad perm. So we so basically you had nothing left but a couple of wisps after each time. Yeah, <laughs> and you had to grow you know, it back each time. And... I will say it didn't burn our hair off, but it should have because you know that um that kind of style associated with maybe in the 1980s a a, a lady of three years old mm-hmm. you know the, clothing, the short tight pads. curls yeah not right we're not not quite Beatles song level yet right yeah um so my my sister and I as young children had the hairstyle of our our grandmother shall you say I definitely definitely and am, am embarrassed about that and even speaking of perms and things I'm still embarrassed about right Right before graduation, because my sister was getting married, my mom forced me to get the last perm of my life. But the other reason I should be even more embarrassed about this is last night, the idle thought crossed my mind, gosh, maybe I should get a perm. Oh, no. You bought a fringe jacket circle. recently. Like, you brought a fringe jacket recently. This is serious. Like, this, this is go, serious. Something this very bad is happening to me. Yeah, yeah. Austin, yesterday I bought a red suede dress. Oh, what? It's some yes. kind of recession. It is. This, it's wow. bad. It's bad. This thing has shoulder We're going pads. Back like to the 80s. <laughs> Do you need yeah. I need help. I need help. There's the boots for the cats. There's yeah. thinking, even thinking once, entertaining the mere notion of getting a perm. It's, it's bad news. Kind of horrifying. Do you live alone? Do you I live do alone? live alone. Can you yeah. tell? Aurora, Except how did you know? Except for the cat with boots. Except Maybe. for the cat with boots. I think we need you know, Alistair Crowley, Alistair Crowley died alone and in poverty and obscurity in an well, English That's not very nice. House. I mean, you after her living alone with children, I mean, cats, no children, <laughs> no, no, no people, like, just nothing. No, that's fine. That's fine. It's likely. That's not very nice. It's also known as, <laughs> likely, you know, however wickedest man in the world yeah oh that's true well he People should have called me that as well he kind of deserved it you, well, kind of deserved it. you don't deserve it though so. <laughs> i bet he wrote on a manual typewriter yeah he had a special one though that had these special characters that wrote in butter you know, <laughs> right. so the ink actually pushed to this like strip of butter Flaming so butter. he could write his his butter glyphs yeah and at the end the page it would look very clear and it would just right. slide right out of the typewriter. That's true, yeah. but if you held yeah. it up to the light All just the right, right, it's sort of like the grease you can see through the paper. It's sort of transparent letters. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I think that we need to get the typewriter out and maybe compose a little bit of an intervention here to help Heather out. <laughs> acapella? Yeah. I, I, I think we can compose a nice acapella, like multi apart, like a, a story, kind of like in a Homer. Just, just lead Heather towards some nicer wardrobe choices. I, I think that would be a good idea. I would also appreciate some kind of line that weaves in and out that says something like, please don't get a perm. Mm, yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah, just, wardrobe, to me, kind of meant the hair.
Uh, sure thing. Right. Yeah, I'm a hair hat. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hair and wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you should probably avoid the perm. I think. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I feel yeah. like we're onto something here, but I, I mean, I'm worried about putting uh, this uh, epic poem on a record because, like, I feel like it's too good for that. Let's record it on wire. I mean, you know, it's coming back. I hear. That's true. Well, it's, all, it's all the cool kids have are releasing their stuff on wire. Yep. 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 Either that or A-Tracks. Yeah, how do we know yeah. what all was never put on a record? Because if it was never put on a record, how would we know? I once wanted to release albums of nothing but sound design from films. So you know, like songs, like Jacques music. Tati stuff. Yeah, I wrote a whole right, right. essay about it years and years ago because I wanted to have um, you know, like Jacques Tati films. Like, right. Do well, nothing but the sound design and release that as yeah, click and clack. You wrote this essay on a manual typewriter. Oh yeah, I did. I actually did. Um, yeah, I have uh, um, an old Underwood that I use, and I had two different color inks, like red, black ink. Oh know, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hit the button, and it would like turn, it take the whole entire carriage that held all of the the, blood, the numbers and letters, and it would push it up slightly, and then it would click, and it would be red. But it was stuck halfway between. So when I wrote this, it was like red, black. Wow, I had the exact same thing. I had like a whole year of college essays that were half red, half black. I decided to republish them on the on the internet, and so I had to like spend about six hours writing code to make the text be black and red. Oh, but I did it. <laughs> wow. I still I completely recreated. It's not the same. A paper file folder in my um, filing cabinet of uh, typewriter stuff that I have not yet transferred to. stuff but it's like the last things i wrote on that typewriter before i i graduated uh, essentially um and, and, and so in uh, college up until college you were still writing on a manual typewriter well, just in high school just in high, oh. just in high school yeah, yeah. Um, once i graduated high school i actually got for my birthday uh, at the end of, of uh, high school basically my first computer Ooh. What was, was your it first a computer? mac no not was a mac it was a pc although i take that back i had a trs 80 back yes. when I was a kid, but the TRS-80 wasn't really, like, where you could write papers on. <laughs> you could, but it had a little dot matrix or a thermal printer, and it was like, you know, you're turning all your thermal prints into your classroom, to your, to your teacher, but unfortunately, it was a hot day, so you're turning it in, and they're black, and you're like, right. oh, I swear I wrote the whole entire thing and printed it out. Yeah, Here, and... Here's my TRS-80 I'm pulling out of my backpack, so you can see. And the, and the teacher points to the syllabus, and they're like, well, I told you to write it in butter, but instead you insisted on this TRS-80 thermal paper. Thermal so. printer, yeah. yeah. I, hate that. I hate that when that happens. Like, speaking of printouts, I think we're all of the age that we might remember mimeographed pages. Oh, oh yes, and the smell. The smell of them. <sighs> and I can the still weird... smell it right now. Oh, so can I. And how the teacher would hand out like the pages that were still hot from the mimeograph. And it was like that blown out purple text. Yeah. I used and to love to watch that machine. I would go I would go go into the office and, and watch them make their mimeographs a giant meal barrel. There's a special pointy typewriters in there that you make pages. Oh wow. Oh that's right, because I had to go into it had, wasn't it a it was like it had to go into a carbon copy first and then that carbon like copy. Carbon. Like a reverse photographic technique. 
right? Yep. Like layers of an onion. Yep. I never knew how it worked. I only knew how it smelled. Yeah, that weird purple ink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so crazy. That was so <clears throat> I kind of caught the tail end of it because, like, I got one of those uh, um, junior high, middle school jobs of working in the office. Ooh. It's like, you know, like all of the, um, you know, tagged students or smart students or whatever the program was called in your school. You were tagged, like, yeah, that's what they do to kids at elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. They did that when you were smart. Yeah, that way they can separate the students easier. Um, yeah, it's right. just RFID we, tags. You know, like, no, no, you're dummy, go that way. There were 4,000 yeah, schools built. 4,000 wow. schools. I bet mine was 130 hospitals. 29,000 bridges. I just need to air just a few of these figures for us. Just so sure, it's important for context. Yeah, yeah. Heather, Heather had no idea. So yeah. she I had no it. idea. I'm being very educated here. I've learned yeah. quite a lot. And you've probably been sitting on WPA land for many years. Probably. Oh, man. 9,300 auditoriums and gyms and recreational buildings, 7,000 dormitories, nice. 900 armories. All of them have asbestos. Parks covering 75,152 acres. This is probably my favorite song from Brandon Yeah, true. The, the worst part is that the bus didn't go to any of these places. Yeah, they, they built all these roads, but the roads had no connectors. And so there's no way you could get onto these roads. And the bridges were just, you know, wow, that's a beautiful bridge, but how do I get to it? Like, there's no roads up to it. The, the second ropes. project that connected all these things afterwards. Right. Like it's probably because the next like... president came in and canceled the WPA and they said, sorry, <laughs> you know, all these projects are half finished. How before building 10,000 tennis courts? Yeah, but yeah. there's a lot of tennis courts. That's a lot of people playing tennis. A lot. So many. And 2,261 horseshoe pits. I don't even know what that is. Those were finished because those are essentially sand and a couple of metal spikes. So that was pretty easy. Okay. That's why. Okay, yeah. I get it. Now. Yeah, they spent all their time on that, though. You know, they should have spent time on the streets. Doctors are catching them, and they take the blood out of them, which looks like mercury, by the way. And they are turning it. it several very important medicines come out of uh, horseshoe crab blood, which is kind of ridiculous. So they're on their way out. Can, can we write a letter? Can we use your typewriter to write a letter about the this? I feel like this is something we should. We should. Yeah. yeah. To the horseshoe crab union. Something. Yeah. 
And I feel like we should also do some kind of acapella anthem about saving the horseshoe crab. Absolutely. Hey, that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, along the lines of a, you know, your blood looks better. I like this. It goes so well with butter. I mean, seriously. Yeah, that's true. You know, I I like a cup of, yeah, a good cooked uh, horseshoe crab and butter. It has to be in the spruce butter. Especially in that good stick of spruce butter. Can't get enough of it. Only way. I do not think it was Alistair, but I think it was his brother, one of the other Crowleys, who was very into horseshoe crabs as well. That would absolutely make sense. I can see that. Was that Oliver Crowley? I think that was his brother, right? Crowley. No, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking of Oliver Cromwell. I'm sorry. Oliver Crowley. Crowley. <clears throat> yeah. I think Oliver Crowley though was uh, was uh, Alistair's brother. Was he the one in the movies with the uh, um, yeah, uh, um, with the, uh, with the uh, you know silent films? Um... Yeah, he had the mustache. Right. Remember that? Yes. yes. He always yes. wore the top hat and the mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was like he was tying up women on on railroad. Railway lines all the time, right? That's right, Snidely. That's that guy. Yeah, he played the Snidely character. Yeah. Which was cartoonized, of course. Right. right. So I'm not sure how many brothers Lester Crowley had, but I'm thinking if we were to put them in alphabetical order, we'd probably start with him being Alistair. Probably. Who comes after? Maybe so. I think there was one named Adam as well. Or Ardark. So not necessarily he'd be first, but I'm thinking Jeremy was probably a little later. Jeremy is certainly lower down on the list, for sure. None of them climbed an active volcano, though. As far as you know. As far as you know. I've never actually seen an active volcano. As far as I know. I mean, Edna has never been considered dormant, and it's right there in Italy. I saw this really excellent drone footage where this guy flew his drone into but you got to see the footage of it coming up and then at the very end it was just like the land just went steam and then it was gone (laughs) but it was like a couple of feet away it got pretty damn close and it was so amazing and it was all 4k and it was Oh, but go alight and all of them burn off. 
also had adamantium bars. No boot. <laughs> Unfortunately, the uh, technology of the doesn't want is failing. Yeah. Yeah. Wants the, the full access to the. Yeah, you have to pay for the cybernetic internet upgrade, I think. I think we need to. <laughs> I would go shake my fists at the motel managers right now. You fix the internet. Terrible. I'm, so sorry. I'm doing radio now. They have so much power to fix it. <laughs> Hang on, let me there remove the modem for you. Sorry, I had to take a yeah, I had to take a phone call, but thirty three point six kbps modem in the closet. Yeah, yeah. Modem in the closet. Modem in a closet, I know. Right. I can't get no internet. Well, in, out here on the west coast, we have the city of Tacoma to worry about. So we have like girlfriends in Tacoma. Well, that is serious. <laughs> I think you're missing your industry here. They're not going to take their cue from the past because they're, after all, crows. It's true. Right. I think they're sometimes, enemies. Yeah, cats sometimes and crows? crows yes. Eat, yeah. Sometimes crows eat cats. Yeah. Well, these crows... The cat has to be dead first. That's for sure. And, and, you know, on the subject of crows, I've always read that it's actually pronounced crowley and not crowley. You know, I have also heard that, too. I remember years and years ago, a friend was telling me about some song that had the line, it's not Crowley like Fowley, it's Crowley like Holy. And that is stuck in my head every time we're talking about Crowley, Crowley. There's a lake by where I used to live called Lake Crowley. We always called it just Lake Crowley. It depends on where it got the name at that point. Did it get it from Alistair, or did it get it from some other? Is the maybe, maybe George or Aaron. Maybe Aaron lived there. Yeah, one of the brothers who's a little lower down in the alphabetical list. That he could have easily, you know. Right. I think he whatever, probably wasn't even a Satanist himself. Whichever one was in the Laurel and Hardy team uh, was definitely one. Well, that was that was um, Sappho Crowley, I think, right? Oh, right. right. Yeah. 
I always get those uh, uh, silent movie era actors confused because a lot of them have later worked in the WPA project. So they, like, I yeah, that's true. I, and some of them like had other careers as politicians and things like that. And so like I, I kind of get them confused. They all yeah, now understandable. I mean, when no one well, can yeah, talk back then, a lot then. of them lost their their living when when the talkies came in because they they had terrible voices. Well, but so they invented they invented sound them. then. And, there was no sound before that, so these people didn't know how to talk, so they could barely. How could they? How could the W? The WPA came around when the talkies came around, so because you know FDR could finally talk to everybody. And go, hey, you know we have to build this stuff. And before <laughs> then, they were just like, it. you know, just moving their mouths and stuff, That's and they'd have to hold these happened. little placards up and go like, you know, how do you write an entire dissertation about how to rebuild the entire infrastructure of the United States on a couple of cards with like you know white? It just, Saved everything. Well, that's an obsolete technology that obviously was put to good use. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Inventing, I mean, I, inventing uh, talking was important. It was very important. I, I just wow. sound, I just realized that we all have the entire future ahead of us. So, does anybody have any good plans for the future? Like, I'm going to Iceland to see that volcano. Oh. That's great. Are you going to fly a drone down it? No, I'm not a big fan of drones, but but I will use my eyes. Which are you gonna play screen. drone? Are you gonna play drone music in front of it? That's right. Well, I'm hoping to actually hear what kind of sounds that volcano wants to make and see if I can bring them home. You should bring some recordings. Because yeah. you know it's not a silent volcano. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's, it's <laughs> no, because sound it's, has been invented. Right, it's post sound volcano. Right. Yes. Yeah. You should record the sound of the uh, um, of the rocks cooling. Sounds like breaking glass. Oh, I know. They make right, right. wonderful crinkling sound as 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 the lava cools and flows over yeah. itself. Yeah. When it gets on the water, it's really exciting. That is my plan for next month. That wow. That's sounds near exciting. I love, I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys well, have, plan. have future plans. <clears throat> now that we can have future plans. Well, so far. I'm going to Montana in August. Ooh. Ready. That's nice. What's in Montana? A lot of nothing. Lots of ghost towns, however, and some yeah. beautiful, beautiful landscape. And my brother and my sister. Oh, okay. Right, okay. fun! Do you think you'll be able to find them, or are they in a specific place? I'm just going to drive. I, don't know, you know, I hear that Montana's, you know, everyone knows everybody there, so I'm just going to go and say, hey, hey, you guys seen Bob and Nancy? And they're going to go, oh, yeah, you know, they're right up the road. Yeah, just ask at the gas station. It's cool. It's, it's, so, it's a small state. It's like Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You know, and with less people. It's not Wyoming. It's actually a different state from Wyoming, so keep that in mind. Mm. Oh, okay. really? People get confused all the They're time. Because we're up to but, like 60 states now, right? Aren't they sort of. Oh, only 60? Is they kind of next to each other? Right? Kind of uh, one on top of the other. Huh. Yeah. It's interesting. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just going to drive and, you know, hopefully not run out of gas before I get there. Mm, that's yeah. You should refuel at one point. Yeah, at least oh, I think. Oh, they said it was really close to Southern California. Like yeah. it was, you know, half an hour away or something. Sure. Oh, well, then in that case, you should be fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything's, you know, 20 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah I figured. Yeah. Yeah. So, Just what about sure you that, guys? You know, what future else? technology that we're all looking forward to. That's why. Oh, they kept saying I needed teleportation. <laughs> and the line wait was 30 minutes, and that's well. Well, you know, Don't I do live the bus, next to man. Disneyland, so maybe maybe they have that there. I don't know. Oh, 
yeah, when they open I'll, up I'll go check it out. You know, yeah. we'll see. You probably get the bus there too. I mean, I like, there's always buses technology in the land. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, where I think Captain EO had a teleporter system. We'll go and you know talk to go to the, the space land over at Disneyland and talk to Captain EO and see if they can you know teleport me over. Isn't he a little uh, obsolete at this point? <clears throat> I mean, hasn't he been around yeah, for like one yeah. years? Yeah, he's dead, but they can If you know the dance uh, moves, which is like a really, they have to optically read your feet, so it's like it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember Paul Rubens was the robot. Oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, the robot. I haven't seen There's that. There's another so obsolete. Long. Yeah, right. Another obsolete person. I mean, oh, and then John, John B just died. Oh, oh yes, I heard about that. Oh, sad. Isn't that sad that I don't know his name, but I know Chubby? Well, and, and That's he was also, a, yeah. He was the writing partner for Cassandra Peterson as well. Oh, that is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Getting was, deep. Yeah, that was very easy. I think there needs to be an acapella tribute for John B. Mm, I like this. I just got a uh, Hawaiian shirt that has Godzilla on it. Oh, oh wow. And he's, like, fighting... the circus.
for Jerry of the Circus. Now, just a minute now, Lulu. We're not on yet. Oh, hello there, Mr. Randall. Oh, Johnny, how are you feeling tonight? Fit as a fiddle, Mr. Randall. No ill effects from this afternoon's experience? Meeting your son, I mean? Indeed, no. The more I've thought about it, the more I realize how lucky I was to talk with my own flesh and blood and find what a really fine young man he is. And it certainly is unusual for a father to speak to his son as a stranger and to find out how he conducts himself. My only regret is that I can't meet the girl he's going to marry. I wish I could persuade you to go to your son and tell him what you're doing. Never. Why, it would break his heart. He knows how I feel about the theater and the great works of the immortal Shakespeare. Yeah, I know. Well, we all have to work out our own problems. And that's why I feel so grateful to you for allowing me to cut my Shakespearean act yesterday afternoon when he attended the performance. Mm, you, uh, you're sure he would have recognized you? I'm certain of it. Why, he could not have failed to have recognized my voice in those lines that he had heard me speak since he was a child. Well, it looks like it's about time for you to go on, Johnny. Yes, yes, in just a moment. Uh, one word. Please note well, Mr. Randall, Dick's fiancée at the party tonight, uh, so you can tell me about her tomorrow. You can count on me to give you a detailed account of your son's party tonight, oh, Johnny. Thank you. Well, I must go now. Come, Lulu, come. Mr. Randall, Mr. Randall. Ah. Oh, yes, Jerry? Thomas asked me to tell you that we'll all meet after the show at the front entrance. Good. I'll be there. Mr. Grayson said he'd bring his car and pick us all up. Oh, that's fine. Kind of excited? I'll say so. <laughs> a real party. Well, who wouldn't be? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it myself. Who are you watching? Uh, Bradley. Oh, yeah. I always try to watch his act, too, while I'm free. After all, I'm his understudy, and I guess I better keep my eyes peeled. Yeah, get your head. No, if you're if you're never going to be around when an emergency arises, I, I don't know what good you're going to be. Oh, gee, Mister Randall, you know how bad I felt about that. <laughs> don't worry, Jerry. It wasn't your fault. After all, you were working for Whitey. Yeah, I guess I can't be in two places at once, huh? <laughs> I haven't found a way of doing it yet. Say, look. Uh, where? Over there by the band. Yeah, yeah. What about it? Isn't that Mister Grayson? Where? Oh, no, it couldn't be. He wasn't planning to come tonight, was he? No, I, I thought he said they'd be busy fixing the spaghetti. Well, it can't be, Grayson. It mustn't be. Why? What difference does it make? Oh, it'd be terrible on account of Johnny. My eyes aren't so good. Look carefully, Jerry, and be sure. Yeah, he just turned this way. See? He's talking to that pretty girl on this side of him. Are you sure it's Grayson? Of course I am. Oh, that's terrible. Where's Johnny now? He's on the other side of the ring. See? He's just starting the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. Oh, it's a shame that band's so loud we can't hear him. Uh, let's think quickly. See? This is where the duck interrupts him. <laughs> Golly, it's funny the way he kicks that duck out of the way and, and then goes into the line. Party is such sweet sorrow. And then the duck goes, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Golly, they sure like it. What in the world can I do? What do you say? Hey, Mr. Randall, you're, you're not paying any attention. Jerry, I've got to stop Johnny from getting around in the ring and, and playing any of that Shakespeare on the side where Grayson is. Why? What's the matter? He's good. Well, gee, Mr. Grayson is Jerry, I'm going to have to tell you something that's a secret and terribly important. Why, sure, Mr. Randall. Now, listen carefully. We'll have to act fast. Sure, you can count on me. John Bradley isn't just a clown. He's a famous old Shakespearean actor. No. His real name is... John Bradley Grayson. Mr. Randall. He's the father of our young lawyer friend, Mr. Grayson. But, well, then why... Well, I haven't time to explain now, but it, it'll break Bradley's heart if his son finds out he's there. But what can we do? Uh, you see that entrance on the other side of the band? Sure. The one, the one... Uh, J... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you run over there just as fast as you can. 
When Johnny comes past there, you get his attention somewhere or other and, and make him come off. Well, I'll try, Mr. Randall. Of course, you, you mustn't get off where people can see you. Well, I'll call Lulu, and, and if she comes, perhaps Mr. Bradley will come after her and see me. That's a good idea. Now, <clears throat> run around quick and, and see if you can keep Johnny from doing his act on the side of the tent where Grayson is. Golly, I'll do my best, Mr. Randall. Having a good time, Sally? I sure am, Dick. Glad we got all that spaghetti ready early so we could catch the show? I certainly am. It's lots more fun meeting people when you've seen their actions and tell them how much you enjoyed it. I know. That's why I insisted on our getting right to work on that food. You're a darling at helping. Going to always be like that, even after we're married? Uh, what do you think? Isn't that just like a lawyer? <laughs> Not admitting a thing, hmm? <laughs> Well, if, if I don't make any promises, I can't be sued for breaking them. <laughs> You're a darling. Oh, here comes that nice clown I was telling you about. Where? The one with the duck. Oh, yes, I see can't hear him yet. He must be funny. See the crowds howling over there where he's talking? The duck must have something to do with it. He keeps interrupting the clown. Yeah, he's certainly trying to be dignified. <laughs> but that duck just won't let him. As soon as he gets on this side of the band, we'll hear him. The music's too loud for his voice to carry over here. That's funny. Look. Where? The duck. He's not following the clown anymore. That's right. Looks like he's headed for the exit way there on the other side of the band. But Johnny Bradley hasn't missed him yet. Maybe that's part of the act. Seems funny. They don't usually let their animals wander off like that alone. Here he comes. Oh, look, he's going to stop up there. I hope we can hear him from here. I think we can. The band stopped. What's that he's saying? Sounds like... Uh... To be or not to be, that is the question. It's from Hamlet. Why, I... I, I look to you now how unworthy a thing you make of me. That's Hamlet in the scene with the players. You seem to know my sex. You would pluck out the heart of my mystery. You would sound me from my lowest note to the top of my compass. It can't be. Sally. God loves you, you think. I'm easier to be played than on a pipe. I can't believe it. There's the duck. Look, someone pushed him back into the ring. Call me what instrument you will. You cannot play upon me. Out! Mad duck! Out of my sight! <laughs> Look at him run from that duck. Did you ever see anything so silly? It can't be true. <laughs> that poor old clown trying so hard to be serious. Why, why, Dick? What's the matter? Nothing. I... I just had a shock, that's all. What is it? What's happened? You know that clown? Yes, you told me about him. He's really awfully clever, isn't he? I wonder how he ever trained that duck. Sally, that clown is my father. What are you talking about? He's my father. Don't be silly, dear. I'd know him anywhere. His voice reading those lines. My father. I can't believe it. But, Dick, dear, you said you talked to him this afternoon. I yourself. did. Well, how did. could you have talked to your own father and not have recognized him? Oh, he had on that ridiculous clown face. But his voice, certainly you would have known it. He probably changed his voice just enough. After all, he was the last person in the world I expected to see. But why wouldn't he talk to you or come to the party tonight? I can't figure it out. I've got to see him. It just doesn't make sense. Where are you going, Dick? To find my father and find out what this is all about. Wait a minute. I'll come along. All right, Sally. your attention in ring number three. The clever, highly trained balancing seal in a performance demonstrating unexcelled equilibrium. Introducing Ray Walton and his seal. We'll go out this way. The exit on the other side of the band, Sally. You think he doesn't want you to know he's here? I'm certainly going to find that out. Oh, hello, Jerry. What are you doing here? Well, I, I just... I want you to meet Miss Gray. 
Gee, I'm sure glad to meet you, Miss Grace. Mr. Grayson certainly seems to think you're pretty nice. It's a secret, Jerry, but he's really in love with my cooking, not me. Oh, I don't believe it. It's the truth, Jerry. I'm just lucky. She's got good looks and a nice disposition, too. Sort of thrown in extra, what? Jerry, uh, will you entertain Sally a few minutes? I've got to go back and see my... I mean, I've got to... You mean uh... you've got to see Mr. Bradley? Yeah. How did you know? I was afraid of that. What do you mean? Well, I hardly know what to say, but you mustn't see him. Why not? Well... You mustn't see him. Huh, don't be silly. I've got to see him. Please, you mustn't. Really, it, it's important. Listen, Jerry. That man is my father. Of course I've got to see him. Oh, so you know. Yes. Say, what do you mean? Did you know he was my father? Not until just a few minutes ago. Dick, it really is your dad after all. Jerry, what is all this about? Well, I, I really shouldn't say anything, but as long as you know... Please, Mr. Grayson, don't go see him. Why on earth shouldn't I? My, my own father. Well... No, he's not awfully strong. What? Oh, it's nothing to worry about, but his heart is... Well, it's not as strong as it should be. And... But what has all this to do with... Well, he'd just die if he thought you'd seen him as a clown. So that's it. Yeah. You see, he saw you in the audience the other afternoon. I think that's the reason Mr. Randall didn't make him do that Shakespearean turn. That's right. He didn't do it at the matinee. Well, tonight Mr. Randall tried to have me catch him before he could do his act in front of you. He said it would be awful if you recognized but, him. But, but look... So... I came over and called Lulu. But Mr. Bradley didn't hear me. Dick. Yes, dear? If you talked to your dad this afternoon and he didn't tell you who he was and he refused to come to your party tonight... I can't understand it. So that's why he acted so funny when I told him I was engaged to be married. That's right. He did seem kind of surprised. No wonder. He couldn't have gotten my letter yet, telling him all about it. Don't you see, dear, if he didn't tell you himself who he was, he must have had some good reason. Probably too proud. He's been pretending to me he's earning a good living in New York. Poor darling. Oh, don't you see, Mr. Grayson? After all the pretending he's done, he'd feel pretty awful to think you'd found out about it after all. That's true, Dick. Jerry. Jerry. Uh, here we are, Mr. Randall. Oh, it's dark. I couldn't see you. So, didn't have any luck, huh? I'm sorry. I, I tried awfully. Good evening, Mr. Randall. Hello. Oh, I, Mr. Grayson. And the girl I was telling you about. Sally Gray. I'm certainly glad to meet you, Miss Gray. Well, Grayson, why... What are you doing around here tonight? <laughs> thought you were giving a party. I am, but I thought Sally should see the show too. So he helped me with my homework, and here we are. Mr. Randall, uh, I've got to talk to you about my father. Your father? You recognize him. I, I just couldn't get Mr. Bradley's attention. I, I sure tried. It's awful to be so close to your father, especially after not having seen him for so long, and not be able to go to him. I know. I'll tell you, Grayson... Your dad sets an awful lot of store on the fact that you think he's still a successful actor on the stage in New York. I'm afraid it would break his heart. Come on, Dick. We'll have this spaghetti party tonight. Yes, yes, and, and I'll tell your dad all about it tomorrow. Golly, imagine. Your own dad. You both know the other is here. You both want to see each other. But you can't. Golly, that, that's awful. <laughs> Zoom. 
here to entertain you. Um, yeah, second hour is always kind of the weirder one, so if you thought that was strange, hold on. Welcome back, radio listeners. We've just returned from the intermission segment of the show where we played an excerpt from Jerry of the Circus. Richard Grayson sees his father. This is hour two of the Oob Room number five special. Oob Radio Salon, episode number 704 on DFM Radio. Featuring live remote special guests, Austin Rich as Carl Kolchak from Night Stalker episode, The M Word, Heather Zajowski as Lily Munster from the Munsters episode, 1313 Mockingbird Lane, Univac as Barbara from the pilot episode of Doctor Who, An Unearthly Child, Molly Vicart as Aunt B from The Andy Griffith Show, and Aurora Josephson as Kitty from Gunsmoke episode Kitty's Injury. With live backing sounds from Pixie and Doss at Chakra Chimp, Chakra Chimp Central. And now, Ubroom number five, part two. I did not state that I was a police officer. I wonder if this would have happened sooner if I breastfed. Wait in here, please, Susan. I won't be long. Why, you have a different spray for every size brush. Hello, Matt. They were interfering. It was because of them I missed the biggest story of the year. Besides, it was a citizen's arrest. I have the right. Evidently, it's important. Obviously not. This little one couldn't stand the same as the big ones. This is Marshall Dillon, Jenny. Matt, this is Jenny Lane. Give me the bottom line. That was postpartum. I'm sorry. We wouldn't want to do that. Sit down, Matt. Go play with your dogs. (laughs) 
Mothers who breastfeed are closer to their babies. It's a fact. A suckling baby changes the mother's brain and makes them love harder. Oh, I've had a terrible day. I don't know what to make of it. Well, that is prettier than a rosebud bursting into bloom. She's only been working at the Long Branch about a week, Matt. Did you ever read these letters? When a person has been doing something rather personal with another person, and she finds out the same thing has been going on with other persons, many of which are personal friends or related, what is the person to do? I could have if I breastfed. He was just so pink and chubby. Oh, it's one of the girls, Susan Foreman. Well, the way I feel, they give us so much beauty. The least we can do is give them a little care. Say, Jenny, has your corporal been in? I don't want him to know. Yes. Andy, what are you doing home? How do the soldiers feel about all this? Cruise around the loop. Let's see what's happening. We have at least two more baby bear attacks before he gets suspicious. No? Oh, oh, that's Mr. Wheeler. He was driving by and he noticed the aphids on the rose bushes. And it's a good thing he did, too. He's not so lonely. He spends more time here than he does at the fort. How does he manage it, anyway? Uh, nothing. What I do wrong? Eddie can talk to Grandpa. Fifteen. Shh. I hear you. Mr. Wheeler is a no pitch man. He's a very fine gentleman. He's lucky. Good safe job, too. Send them up to me when they cry out. Eddie is taking after Grandpa. Something like that. I don't know, but whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be perfectly fair. Nice girl. Nothing. Just writing the greatest news story that we'll never come across. Yes. No, not quite. This is for Mr. Peter. I'm sure he must be hungry after all that hard work.
talk to you, talk to someone about this, but I don't want to get the girl into trouble. And I know you're going to tell me I'm imagining things. Oh, Mr. Wheeler. Stark. Corporal Stark is all I ever heard. Financial editor? Interest rates, bankruptcies, soybean futures, what's that got to do with news? Drinking isn't a pretty time for me. I don't want to scar you any more than my sister already has. Well, I told you how good she is in history. I had to talk with her and I told her she ought to specialize. Oh, for heaven's sakes, a body can't go around looking a mess all the time. She doesn't talk much about herself, man. That's from the coroner's report? Your mother's postpartum craving for baby meat was... embarrassing for Grandpa. I know it had a profound effect on my relationship with Eddie. Well, she seemed quite interested until I said I'd be willing to work with her at home. Then she said it would be absolutely impossible as her grandfather didn't like strangers. Is Mr. Wheeler finished yet? All right. I'll try. Horrible. I was so ashamed of what she tried to do. And when Eddie was born, I was so ashamed of what I might do. Well, I didn't pursue the point, but then recently her homework's been so bad. He's got the yard looking so nice. Alongside it, the house looks a mess. He's a good worker, too. You must have some reason for all this interest, man. It clearly affected my self-esteem. Look at me. I'm lurking under bridges like a common troll. Finally, I was so irritated with all her excuses, I decided to have a talk with this grandfather of hers and tell him to take some interest in her. Well, in addition to being a good worker, he... I've been expecting you, man. I'll get the next one. Well, that's just it. I got her address from the secretary, 76 Totters Lane, and I went along there one evening. Oh, Ian, do pay attention! Well, he's a... Chester was in a while ago. He told me about that telegram from Hayes City. 
Can you explain how the suspect jumped off a four-story building then? And survived? Eddie is not going to appreciate his mother eating anybody. And there isn't anything there. It's just an old junkyard. Well, he works good. I found out a couple of interesting things, Matt. One is, Jenny's been riding horseback at night toward the Arkansas, down by Brandy Bend. But she didn't. I was there. I saw her jump four floors, too. And there's more to it than that. She made scrap metal out of a patrol car. And... Eddie is his mother's son, and I can't even be proud. The more I see of myself in him, the more I know he's going to hate me for it. Well, that was the address the secretary gave me. Oh, go on and get washed up. It might have something to do with that man she left Hayes City with, Nate Brand. Was that in the letter? Where's the letter? You weren't at the zoo, were you? No, I checked. There was a big wall on one side of the houses and the other and nothing in the middle. This is nothing in the middle, and this nothing in the middle is number 76 Totters Lane. Oh, there's Mr. Wheeler now. Come on in the house, Mr. Wheeler. The night before that army payroll was robbed. Letter from the Ripper. Why have you got it? Circle of life is a violent shape. Well, what? Boy, if that bill was any less, you'd be owing us money. Over at Delmonico's, having supper? Well, if it is from the river, then it's also news. Captain Warren, what makes it so special? All the papers have been receiving crackpot ripper letters. Why this one? Your grandpa's just trying to help you understand. There's an order to life, so you don't... hate the baby bears when they attack. Thank you for the we. She's waiting in one of the classrooms. I'm lending her a book on the French Revolution. A stew? Well, where on earth would you cook it? What? That's exactly right. That baby bear was so confused it couldn't possibly have known what it was doing. No, I thought we could drive there. Wait till she arrives and see where she goes. Mr. Wheeler, how long has it been since you had a home-cooked meal? Hello, Matt. How about that bag? 
bag of uh, Dear Emily letters. What makes you think Grandpa is going to start eating people? That's... If you're not doing anything, I, I mean... Oh well, it doesn't matter. This is Marshall Dillon, Jenny. Matt, this is Jenny Lane. Chilly. Because he's your grandfather. Marilyn told you. Susan. Nonsense. Why don't you stay and eat with us? I always cook more chicken than we can eat. Isn't that right, Andy? Sit down, Matt. I don't get it. The thing Grandpa wants you to see about the circle of life is, as a monster, he's standing outside of it. Who? Now you stay and eat with us, Mr. Wheeler. She's only been working at the Long Branch about a week, Matt. Well, as a monster, our duty in nature is to eat, not to be eaten. You are surprising, Mr. Chesterton. I wouldn't expect you to know things like that. There's plenty here. Say, Jenny, has your corporal been in? Workers? Unless you have a condition. It's John Smith and the common men. They've gone from 19 to 2. Come on in here and sit down. soldiers feel about all this? How about this angle, then? Cannibalism! There's a difference between being a monster and being a monster. Yes. Supper will be ready in just a minute. He's not so lonely. He spends more time here than he does at the fort. Does he manage it anyway? Um, uh, Carl Kolchak, insured. It would be net. Oh, that's not necessary. Keep it till you finished it. Another piece of corn, Mr. Wheeler? He's lucky. Good, safe job, too. Different department. Uh, look, uh, Captain Warren and I... Grandpa's surprises make me nervous. Be careful, Susan. There'll probably be fog again tonight. I'll go get us some more fresh coffee. Nice girl. Need some help? Can I see you in the kitchen? See you in the morning. That'll be nice for you. Hey, city. Last. 
happened. To be clear, I don't want you or Grandpa murdering your son's scoutmaster. Set a better example than that. What would Eddie think? Good night. Here we are. Fresh coffee for everybody. Stark. Corporal Stark is all I ever heard. Then what are you thinking? That's not right. Over there! You better get on upstairs and do your lessons now. She doesn't talk much about herself, Matt. Poor are ye, What did you do to it? Well, she doesn't seem to have arrived yet. Oh, no, no, Andy, don't you bother. I can do them. Alright. I'll try. Uh, let's see. The Ripper murders. The psychopathic cannibal? That's good. She was looking for an angle. It's a shame our friend Uptight couldn't come up with something a little better than that. I think you love too much. I suppose. Excuse me. You must have some reason for all this interest, man. If he's smart, he'll meet her any place but a restaurant. The Scoutmaster falling in love with me isn't going to make his heart feel any more like yours. We are doing the right thing, aren't we? I'll go see how Andy's getting along with the dishes. I've been expecting you, Matt. Before you mentioned other rippers? Who? Where? And more importantly, when? Next heart will fall in love with me, too. And the one after that. But her homework. Yes, and Mr. Wheeler's fixing the lead. Chester was in a while ago. He told me about that telegram from Hayes City. Was that the last, or were there other rippers active? If you miss it, Eddie has the same one beating in his chest. He is still your son. You don't need a broken heart to tell you that. You can't just pass it off like that. If I thought it was just being a busybody, I'd go straight home. I thought you agreed she was a bit of a mystery. And I was wondering... I've heard the men talking. They're going to fight, Matt. They're ready to take on the whole army. Nobody is eating Steve. Well, I don't know how you explain a teenage girl who doesn't know how many shillings there are in a pound. Well, I was wondering, are we quite sure there isn't something else that he could do for us? About Jenny, you mean? Ziggler. 
Eddie. Really? She said she, she said she thought we were on the decimal system. It'd be a shame if after he left we discovered there was something else he could have done done for us, huh? Well, I found out a couple of interesting things, Matt. One is Jenny's been seen riding horseback at night toward the Arkansas down by Brandy Bend. Stolen? Strange. Was Ziggler the only one they caught? Good night, Steve, and good luck. Don't be silly, Susan. The United States is a decimal system. You know perfectly well that we do not. I declare, Mr. Wheeler, I don't know how we got along without you. It might have something to do with that man she left Hayes City with, Nate Brand. Every one of those rippers sent notes. Were they always in rhyme? What's the Boy Scout motto? And she knew the answer before you'd start. Mr. Wheeler, do you sleep in the back of your truck? The night before that army payroll was robbed. Now, there was an Italian that did in five. And the London Ripper, he also killed five. What about the other Rippers? Think of it like that dog at your last school who could smell seizures. It's almost got to the point where I deliberately want to trip her up. Mr. Wheeler. Over at Delmonico's having supper. You're talking foolish chances, Plum. You have a condition. Too many questions and not enough answers. Andy, we can't let Mr. Wheeler sleep out there in the damp air when we've got a perfectly good guest room. What? That rag you worked for. How can you let you how can they let you do things like that? You have a disability. Next time you have an episode, before you even sprout one hair, you've got a friend who can get you out to a place you won't hurt yourself or anybody else. Here she is. No, now we won't take no for an answer. Hello, Matt. so sure. All these rippers, they operate the same way. It's almost like they were the same person. Oh, Marilyn, the circles under your eyes. How lovely you look today. Look, can we go in? I hate to think of her alone in that place. Good. Come on. Let me show you the room. This is Marshall Dillon, Jenny. Matt, this is Jenny Lane. I'm serious. He looks a little like Cary Grant, the poor man. I almost hope she is. Oh, Mr. Wheeler. Sit down, Matt. 
just listen. There was a German Ripper, one of many. They tried to hang this guy, but they had problems. You see, there was all these photographs, these shots. I took them at the Chicago Ripper. You see, there's, there's, there's... Grandpa, if you want the ketchup, just say please pass the ketchup, not shoot me the plasma. Well, it would be so wonderfully normal. Silly, isn't it? I feel frightened, as if we're about to interfere in something that is best left alone. Breakfast is at seven. She's only been working at the Long Branch about a week, Matt. The scar on his neck, a rope burn. Oh, that could be dangerous. You be real careful when you take the spider out of the jar, Eddie, so that nobody hurts it. Well, don't you feel it? Well, maybe you ought to come down from there. Say, Jenny, has your corporal been in? All of these rippers have killed five victims without exception. You yourself said the Italian flower girl killed exactly five. The last time they made a present for Eddie, it broke loose and swallowed a milk truck. Over there! Now, Mr. Wheeler, I want you to come down from there right now. How do the soldiers feel about all this? So, this new Ripper has two victims to go. And, if he follows the pattern, he'll get them both tonight. Eddie, you take those curlers off your ears this minute. What? Here, let me take that. He's not so lonely. He spends more time here than he does at the fort. How does he manage it anyway? That's just great. No, you can't. We'll use the match. Is there anything I can do for you? He's lucky. A good, safe job, too. He wrote a note, like that one before, London. Then he struck a day early in exactly the same place. Grandpa, I just had a terrible thought. Do you think Dr. Frankenstein could have gotten, gotten mixed up? I mean, taken Herman and left me Johan? Susan! I can take over. Nice girl. I'll, I'll try number seven. Fine, dear. When your father comes in, I'm sure he'll be able to help you with it. Ian, look at this. No, this is for Mr. Wheeler. Hey, city last. Look, I'm not here for a massage. I think something is going to happen tonight. Probably right here in this very room. I guess it's cold rhinoceros sandwiches again tonight. A faint vibration. He's been working on that hot roof all day. 
Stark. Corporal Stark is all I ever heard. Right. If there's some place I can wait, where I wouldn't be in the way, maybe? Oh, just fine. Eddie, did you wash up? Look, I've had enough. Let's go find a policeman. Mr. Wheeler, don't make me laugh. She doesn't talk much about herself, Matt. Exactly. Oh, uh, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, look, look, look. Uh, my name's Carl Kolchak. I'm going into the kitchen and see to it that the cheese dip doesn't crawl out of the dish. Is that her? All right, I'll try. Phil, you know me. Eddie, Spot's in the kitchen. Why don't you take him out in the yard and help him bury someone? Susan! Who makes up those jokes anyway? You must have some reason for all this interest, Matt. My film. You exposed my film. Oh, you've been reading in the dark again. It will ruin your eyes, and then we'll need to get you a new pair. Good evening. Well, Andy, you're still up. I've been expecting you, Matt. But I had pictures. Pictures of the Ripper. What kind of invention? Yes, we saw her from across the street. It was sure a nice picture. Chester was in a while ago. He told me about that telegram from Hayes City. You're kidding. You really believe this is a run-of-the-mill psychotic and that you can just arrest this person? What are you talking about? It came from in here. Maybe you'd better tell Mr. Wheeler to just forget it. I've heard the men talking. They're gonna fight, Matt. They're ready to take on the whole army. Well, he's not. You can't. And you never will. Oh, Herman, what are we going to do? I certainly did not imagine it. Oh, Andy. About Jenny, you mean? He doesn't just think he's the Ripper. He is Jack the Ripper. Have you heard of Jack the Ripper? I'll get my coat. Won't you help us? We're two of her teachers from the Coal Hill School. We saw her come in and haven't seen her leave. Naturally, we're worried. I insist on it. Well, I found out a couple of interesting things, Matt. One is, Jenny's been seen riding horseback at night toward the Arkansas, down by Brandy Bend. 1888. 
out there alone we can't force him you can wash up now andy it might have something to do with that man she left hay city with nate brand for once to be a cop instead of an ostrich check the record the facts in germany they tried to hang him August 28, 1904, a 12-man crack shot. Athenian firing squad tried three times to execute. Just imagine his stay in Chicago. He's killed three women, jumped off a four-story building, he was hit by a car doing 40 miles an hour, took on the city's finest attack force in a tooth-and-nail confrontation. Now, can you still sit there and say, this is an ordinary man, and then you can just arrest him with handcuffs. I was hoping you'd come home. We have much more serious problems. Look at the door. Supper's ready. The night before the payroll was robbed. You must be sitting on your brains. Oh, Marilyn! This is Mr. Moose Mallory and his father. That was Susan's voice. Supper's on the table. Over at Delmonico's having supper. Find out when it first came into use. You're a reporter, 
Ask some questions. Dig. Come on. Eddie, you naughty, naughty boy. You traded your grandfather for a squirrel? I think we ought to leave. But they didn't even wait for his supper. She's only been working at the Long Branch about a week, Matt. Maybe they just came to see somebody off. You mean it moves? Could have at least said goodbye. Say, Jenny, has your corporal been in? Stop it. Will you just stop it? And listen, please. You're going on a wild goose chase, and it's totally pointless. You're trying to shoot the wrong guy. It's not gonna work. Well, perhaps your dear uncle is hoping you might meet some rich, handsome buffalo. Tardis? I don't understand you, Susan. Pity they're so restless. What does he say? How do the soldiers feel about all this? You did it once, and he smashed down a steel door and escaped. How do you do that? But dear, the last time you were on a merry-go-round course, you had to wear a safety belt. I don't want you to go through with this. You'll just go out and get yourself killed. You're only 152 years old, and I won't have you cut down in the prime of your life. Well, how can we? Unable to stay in one place for long, they miss so much. He's not so lonely. He spends more time here than he does at the fort. How does he manage it anyway? The only thing that can make a dent in this guy is electricity. What's happening? Does he know when? Give it to me straight. If you go with bad companions, some of it is bound to rub off on you. Susan, listen to me. Can't you see that all of this is an illusion? It's a game that you and your grandfather are playing, if you like. But you can't expect us to believe it. Well, what are we standing here talking for? He's lucky. Good, safe job, too. I talked to some of your attack squad men. It was that fence, that electrified fence, was the only thing that stopped it. What are you doing? But you are one of us. You look like us. You sound like us. Let's go in and have our supper. Nice girl. You have been listening to the Oob Radio Salon number five special on Oob Radio. This wraps up the Oob Radio number five special. Big thanks to our special guests for tonight's show, Austin Rich, mm -hmm. Heather Tukowski, Univac, Molly Vickart, and Aurora Josephson. 
that's her. Tune in to Ub Radio Salon each week at this same time on dfm.nu. And check out the broadcast schedule for more live programs worldwide. Also, if you can, please donate to DFM by clicking the donation button on the website. Help keep things running out there in the main DFM studio building in Amsterdam. Archives of all Ube Radio Salon episodes are available at the Internet Archive podcasts at iTunes, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Video clips available at Vimeo.com slash That's U-V-U-I-B-I. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Woo-hoo, thanks. Super fun. Thank you. Thank Make you. sure to bow. Make sure yeah, to no, bow and clap. I'm bowing in my cybernetic underwear. Oh, <laughs> super you. fun. We love you. This was fun. Well. This was a lot of fun. Great job, everybody, on the scripts. Oh my god, that was so fun. That was super cool. Good choices. <laughs> <laughs>